What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. This is the stinking truth. Ah, week five. Well, it's almost in the books. We got a Monday night matchup tonight, but almost in the books, Mike. Um, We will address this later. Uh, In the moneymaker picks, um, you went total wussy and uh, copied opposite of my picks like I did to you. Uh, you went three and zero, and I went zero and three. So uh, you're making a comeback. Comeback has begun. It's twenty eight to three, and Brady's got the ball. <laughs> Is that right? Is that right? All right. Well, we'll see. Sorry what to it, all the Falcon fans yeah, out there. We'll, we'll see. Too we'll, soon. Yeah. Too soon. We'll, we'll see what happens. But I took one on the chin a little bit, and uh, uh, you were as talking. I always say, I'm a gracious loser, but I'm a dick when it comes to winning, and uh, I took it on the chin. So I will just lose graciously this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. You were talking a lot of junk I, last I really week, was. so I'm sure really America's happy to see you uh, get I your comeuppance. I don't know that America's happy, but it, you know, eight, three, and one. Sounds a lot better than eight six and one. <laughs> I didn't know if you knew that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what sounds really good? What? Five and zero. Oh, the 49ers. Oh my gosh! Wow. We yeah. talked last week about the idea that this was going to be a real litmus test game for um, for the Cowboys, mm. who've been knocked out by San Francisco the last couple of years. Well, yeah. just goes to show that uh, Dallas just isn't on the same level. Yeah, some things never change, right? And I think with, with San Francisco, I think there's so many things that you look at with the 49ers when you watch them on tape and you say, man, that's really, well, wow, that's even, well, wow, that's really good. You know, and I think number one in this league, we make so much of receivers, right? And we make so much of throwing the ball and we make so much of, um, of things that, that almost are bent toward fantasy football. And when you talk about 49ers football, you're talking about capturing and dominating the line of scrimmage. But not only doing that from a physical standpoint, but also schematically. And I think that's what sets them apart. Finding ways to get their players in wide open spaces so that they have a, a, an opportunity to carry the ball or to catch the ball, turn, and now I've got enough space to where I'm not catching the ball in a tight window and bam, getting tackled. I'm catching it in wide open areas, and now I'm turning and using my skills as a runner. Like when you talk about um, um, Debo Samuel, when he's in open field, man, he is a absolute pain in the ass to try to bring down. George Kittle, you know, Kyle Juszczyk, you get McCaffrey out in space, even uh, Brandon Ayuk out in space. They have that schematic standpoint where they get you in wide open spaces, and they have that physical standpoint where they just dominate lines of scrimmage both offensively and defensively and like I said a lot of that is through schematics um, and then having the right players right the right players smart players to execute that stuff they're just on a different page right now than the Dallas Cowboys are and it and it showed on Sunday night I can imagine plenty of fans of other teams tuning in and coming away with a big old case of 49er envy just the mm-hmm. way that, because you know, you you talk about Brock Purdy, great story and everything. This is a guy who he's not physically imposing. You, you question whether or not he can even break a pane of glass from twenty yards away. It's not like he's got a hose for an arm. But yeah. so, what makes him so successful? Yeah, I think it's it right here. What does that mean? 
That's your feet. Oh. Like, like one of the things, this is really cool. I think it's cool. You might not think it's cool. And if you don't think it's cool, you're a fool. Um, <laughs> but I think this is really, I think this is really cool. Like, I talk to young players about this all the time, play offensive line. I said, for me, everything I did started with your feet. Daryl Green used to say it all the time. Hands are good, but feet are better. You got to have great feet. Your whole game, the NFL, football, any sport, is play with your feet and your hands. If you got great hands and great feet, you can play. And so I always talk about what does the symphony of your feet sound like? What do the perfect steps sound like? And, you know, when, when I played... I always had this thought in my head, Mike, about how my feet were supposed to sound on 19 handoff, 18 handoff, 18 handoff force, 19 handoff force, 14, 15, power. What do they sound like? And so for takeoffs, it's da-da! That's what I want my feet to sound like that. And I could hear it in my head what they should sound like, right? And I know if my feet are getting the right that that that's the sound of my of me coming off the ball, if my feet sounded that way, then I knew I was going to make contact driving and striking from a low to high plane with my second foot in the ground, right? And then I knew I was going to be not only balanced, but in a powerful position with my foot lined up over my ankle, over my knee, over my hip, all in one direction that's going to take me off the ball and through the defender. And when I watch Brock Purdy, his feet in my mind have a symphony have a sound you know and every drop back is tied to the route and the route combination and when your feet are perfect in the west coast offense oftentimes you'll hear people talk about you'll hear coaches talk about you throw the ball with your feet and so if your feet are timed up perfectly guess what as soon as you're ready to go as soon as you butt up and you're ready that ball's coming out if that dude is open. And then if he's not, you hitch up, and now it's the next route in the progression. And when you watch dudes that have great foot energy and there's no wasted motions, it's funny. And we'll we'll do um we'll do another podcast um coming up in a little bit, but we'll do another podcast today um called The Leftovers about Atlanta and Houston, the game I called, and just talking about footwork and the quarterbacking uh, position and some fascinating stuff. But when you talk about Brock Purdy, you're talking about perfect footwork leads to anticipatory on-time throws that are accurate. And I would argue that if you're not on time, you cannot be accurate impossible to be accurate with the football when you're not on time because what ends up happening is you know you're not on time so what do you do you overthrow and when you overthrow it's much like a pitcher and I know a lot about pitching because my son pitched in the majors and I was at every pitching lesson and I watched you know all these you know hall of fame caliber guys work with my son and when you're a pitcher and your body you you coach little league baseball you coach your son Mm -hmm. when your body gets ahead of your arm what ends up happening? Your arm has to catch up. Mm-hmm. So what happens when in any pitcher will knows 
you open up your shoulder, your arm gets long, right? And you pull your head because you're trying to get through because you're trying to have your arm catch up mm -hmm. to where your body is. When you're late with the football, the first thing you do as a quarterback is you go home, open up. You don't stay closed on your front side. You open up, your head falls out, your arm gets long, and then you're well, you inaccurate. Know, you know, a great example of that was Tom Brady right to the end. There was always that sense, wow, he still has his fastball. Mm -hmm. Well, that's because he was always on time mm -hmm. and his mechanics were so pure right. that, you know, the, the ball came out with, with yeah. plenty of zip because, and then you'd look at other guys who supposedly have this, this cannon for an arm, but they'd be late, they'd overthrow mm -hmm. and they still, it would be like, wow, I thought he had a stronger yeah. arm than that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't stay behind the, right. the, the ball. Your energy's not going through the ball. It's coming out of, of the, you know, coming out the side, you're dropping your arm, all that kind of stuff. So just... That's that's where Brock Purdy is way ahead of the game. His feet are so good, and he has been so dialed into that and so coached into that from day one that that's that's really to me where you know you can get. He's got plenty of arm strength, but he doesn't have like big time arm talent mm -hmm. compared to a lot of guys. But he's got plenty of arm strength because why? Because the ball is always on time. He's anticipatory with his throws. We've gushed about San Francisco. Where does this loss leave Dallas? Well, I mean, they're right where Dallas always is, right? They'll go back, and they'll go back to the drawing board, and they'll beat up on the teams that aren't very good. You know, they'll lose to Philly. They'll, but they'll, you know, they'll get in the playoffs. They probably won't win the division, and then they'll get their ass kicked in the playoffs like they always do. That's who Dallas is. And you'll be there to say I told you so. I'll be right on my couch. Watching the NFC Championship with the Cowboys. Maybe they'll invite me over. Probably not. No. Speaking of uh, Philadelphia, kind of a workmanlike win for yeah. them on the yeah. road against the Rams, a game in which they, they dominated statistically. Yards, first downs, uh, 13 of 18 on, on uh, third down conversions wow. was Philadelphia. But maybe a not as close as the game felt, 23 to 14 yeah. final. Well, I think one thing about Philly that you always get into, not even looking at the stats right now, but just watching some of the game and some of the highlights, man, they are just so good at dictating and, and essentially, not only dictating, Mike, but essentially probably a little bit more reactionary to how you're playing them. Because they can, in the run game, they can beat you up physically. They can beat you up athletically. The same thing with their play-action game, with the RPO game, uh, the run-action, play-action, the play-pass stuff. So they have got all these things at their disposal because, obviously, their quarterback is an exceptional athlete, really good thrower of the football. They've got great talent on the outside. They've got great talent at the tight end position. So it's one of those things, if you want to play us, like you want to play us for the you know, the hard, tough inside run game. We'll get you outside with our quarterback runs. We'll get you outside with our pitch and pull stuff, our crack series. We'll get you outside on that stuff. Oh, you know, we can pull our center and get him on the edge. Oh, you know what? You want to defend that stuff, but then we can cram it down your throat. Oh, you know what? You want to take away our run action, play action. We'll hit you with play pass or we'll hit you with drop back. So they're just so, they're just so good. And you got to tip your cap, honestly. You know, not only what Nick Sirianni has done, you know, bringing in the the culture of uh, rock scissors papers because it's obviously it's worked, right? I mean, I went right to him the first time I met with him and go, "Let's go, mono a mono." 
And he's like, oh, you want to go with me? And I was like, yeah, let's go. Bam. Beat me three times. I mean, beat me twice in a row. Two out of three, took both of them. That was no challenge for him. You are not a rock, paper, scissors juggernaut. A- apparently not. No. He read me like a book. He was like one of the mentalists. <laughs> he knew exactly I was going to throw paper. Bam. He had scissors. You're like the Cowboys. You need to go back to the rock, paper, scissors drawing. Board. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. I really need to work on my rock, scissors, paper <laughs> game. But I, I think you got to tip your cap to Howie Roseman, the general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles, who has who has recognized the mistakes he made. Right, We out and got Jalen Rieger. First round, passed up on Jefferson to get you know Rieger before him. Realized, wow, what a colossal mistake that was. Let me trade for A.J. Brown. Let me go out and get uh, Devontae Smith. Let me go out and and make these moves. Let me bolster my offensive line and continue, even though we're great defensive line and offensive line-wise, let me continue to draft those positions. And he continues to do it because Howie knows, very much like the San Francisco 49ers know, that if you control the line of scrimmage, you're going to win a lot of games. And you can make a lot of maybe – and I'm not saying this about Philly because they've got great talent, but you can make guys that maybe aren't – as talented, great, you know, great in your scheme because you can always dominate the line of scrimmage. Philly is Philly's legit. San Francisco's legit. They're fun. Well, that, that was where I was going to go with this next because it seems like right now Philly and San Francisco are head and shoulders above everybody in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Or are they? Detroit. Right. Where are they at after another impressive performance? Detroit is Detroit. Like if you look at all these teams, they're all built essentially the same way, right? I mean, when you talk to Dan Campbell, and you know I've talked to Dan Campbell multiple times and multiple times this year, you talk to Dan Dan Campbell, he'll flat tell you my number one group and where our team is really structured is our offensive line. And if you ask him who the best player on your football team is. He will tell you Penne Sewell is the best player on my football team. And so, like, they are structured that way to dominate you up front. Then also, on the defensive line, on their defensive line rotation, they are scheduled there as well to really beat you up. So that's kind of how they structure. They have that tough, hard-nosed approach to the way they want to play football. But I think one of the things that we have to start talking about, Mike, and, you know, I'm reluctant. I think a lot of people have been reluctant. Jared Goff is a top five quarterback in the National Football League. I mean, you know, we don't ever, when you talk about top quarterbacks, you talk about, you know, you talk about Rodgers before he got hurt. You're talking about Joe Burrow. You're talking about Justin Herbert. You're talking about, um, you know, on and on it goes. Jalen Hurts, uh, who else is in that top tier quarterbacking realm? Um, Obviously, Mahomes. Gosh, I, I leave Mahomes out. But I'm telling you, if maybe he's not in the top five, but he's in that category between five and ten. I mean, the guy, when you start looking at his numbers and what he's been able to accomplish, he has been absolutely money since he's been in Detroit. And I'm telling you, um, uh, Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator, I think that's his name. Ben Johnson is that guy is going to be a head coach in this league. And what he's done with Jared Goff and the way they have operated together, the the Lions are legit, and they're just they're beating up on people both physically and talent wise. And I'm telling you, they went out and got themselves some players. Almond Ross St. Brown is a 
just a football player. Catch the ball inside, tough, hard nose, runs all that kind of Debo Samuel stuff as well. Uh, they're really good there. Josh Reynolds is a guy that that came, you know, he was with L.A., went to Tennessee. They traded for him. They brought him in, or they, they went out and got him off the practice squad, I think, of Tennessee. They got him. He is a guy that has a great connection right now with Jared Goff. They're tied uh, together. Sam Laporta. They got out. I don't know what it is about Iowa tight ends. Mm-hmm. Iowa tight ends. Like, like there are certain positions when you think of universities. When you think of like great university linebacker, and, you and right, yeah, yeah, tight end, you tight end, you Iowa. You think about them. Uh, you lose linebacker. Is that Penn State linebacker? Yeah. You. Yeah. Um, Idaho guard you. They always say that guard you from the University of Idaho. I mean, Jerry Kramer, me, you potty. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. It's distinguished. Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, more great guards out of Idaho. It's crazy. Uh, anyhow, yeah. So, that, yeah, those, all those teams, though, that we talk about Philly, San Francisco, Detroit, they're all kind of built in a similar fashion. We'll beat you up physically. And then we'll make plays through scheme and through our players on the outside to uh, hang points on you. 42, they hung on Carolina last weekend.